Today in Wolf Takes a Bite, we blow everything apart. A monument now stands near the Sheffield Bridge in a small western town, Massachusetts. This town recognizing an out-of-the-ordinary event. The sighting of an unidentified flying object. Nine-year-old Tom Reed was riding in a car with his mother, grandmother, and brother crossing the Sheffield Bridge, heading home from their restaurant, Village on the Green, on September 1st, 1969, when they saw something unexpected. Today, we're taking a bite out of the Berkshire UFO sighting. I climbed into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. One type is about three feet tall, very dark, not humanoid at all, yet lizard looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. Uno, dos, tres. Uno, dos, tres. One, two, three. Eins, zwei, drei. Eins, zwei, drei. Jawohl. Wunderbar. Is that lime coke? Watermelon? What is that? It's uh, buble. Buble? Yeah. Like Michael? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Michael Buble. Drum roll, please. We see you watching this video, not clicking subscribe. Do it. Why are you not hitting subscribe? Do it. We're stuck here till you hit subscribe. Do it. Do it. What an end screen. Welcome back to Wolf Takes a Bite. I'm still here, wide awake as ever, because you haven't hit subscribe or like yet. Whoa. Do Why? It. Why haven't you done it? Do that thing. Do it now. Do it. It's easy. Come on. It's just a click. You're already here. Fucking A. I got the... Get your shit together! <laughs> I got the most rude comment on YouTube the other day. Oh, we got comment? I, Dude, I've, I've, <laughs> I've gotten like 60 on the gaming channel total, um, but we got a, a one on one of our more recent videos. It's rude as fuck. Is the first negative comment we've gotten. That's great. That means we're making it. It was horrible. What did it say? It was really annoying. He was like, it was first off, it was some asshole who had a monkey NFT. So automatically, you know, he's a douchebag. And it was on a, one of our It Takes Two uh, episodes, which it came out like nine hours, right? Had zero views. That's typical. Not worried about it. Um, but he goes, why is this in my suggestion list? It has zero views. And I'm like, <laughs> Be number one. <laughs> like, come on. Watch the video and then tell me if you don't like it. That would be different. If you don't like it because you watched it, that's fine. Now I just want to create some alt accounts and start spamming. Fuck you. <laughs> some really nice, like the one that Jessica did the horror game. Tons of people. Solid comments. Like, I'll show you later. They were all very nice. It was all like, hey, keep up the good work. Blah, 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 blah. Thousand views. Girl playing video games. Girl we playing video games. That. Girl playing scary video games. And then the other top video that we have, one of the Minecraft Mondays, tons of comments. Like, well, like 20. And a thousand views. All positive. One video was zero views. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, monkey NFT. <laughs> I think his name was Andrew. Fuck you, Andrew. Oh, that's why he sucks. Yeah, I've never met a good Andrew. Fuck everybody named Andrew. Except for you, Andrew, listening to this now. That likes this. Yeah, we like you. We call you Drew. <laughs> You're just Drew now. Congratulations. This Today. Is, yeah, this is how we, we get increase up. the episode. You know, we increase the episode. We warm up a little uh -huh. bit. It's been two weeks since I've seen this man. God, has it really? I didn't see last week. Fuck. Almost 14 days. Forgot how to do my own show. Whoa. Jesus. Had a little bit of computer problems. So, new things. I'm not going to cut anything anymore. We're just going <laughs> to copy and paste. When no one's sitting on the couch it's and, great. It, and adding shit, that's fine. Oh, dude. I just, just. I don't even, I don't, I'm sure it's a nightmare. Two days in a row, Devin. Yeah. Two days in a I row. I know. I'm sorry. It's really annoying. So, out of slight spite. At least Derek was mostly quiet. Mostly, yes. Yeah. He was good. 
But out of spite for Austin, I'm not even doing transitions. I'm just doing hard cuts. So you see us, and you're going, what? And then I'm just like, slice. And then we're just like, anyway, about the UFO, fuck you. (laughs) I'm totally fine with this, with like the, the not really cutting much out. Like as long as we... Oh, no, no, it's it's straight up hard cut. I mean, like, like you're over here, and then now you're here. I mean, just I understand that, Ow. but I mean, like in general, like I'm not opposed to keeping most of what we say in. I, I mean, I usually do. Yeah. If anything, I just yeah, like you guys stuff. hear most of everything that we talk about. If you think there was a cut, there was probably a cut. If you don't <laughs> think there was a cut, there was probably a cut, and I really didn't want you to know it. <laughs> what are we talking about today? The Berkshire UFO. Whoa, yeah. what's that? I have no idea. Me neither. <laughs> we gonna learn together. We are. So from Berkshires.com. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> By so, the way, that, that last episode we did. Oh, man. That was crazy. Which one was that? The one where we were tying all those those websites together, fucking creating the I haven't web. even edited it yet. What was that on that? Uh, Loch Ness? Uh, maybe. No. Area 51. Mm. That was the end of Area 51. Mm. I forgot because I'm still editing it, Austin. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're back with another UFO thing because why the fuck not? Because it's in our name. Yeah, like it never happened. Hey, so anyway, we're talking about the Berkshire UFO. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about this. I did some research on it. I was very, very tired because this entire weekend, the past three days, I have been doing nothing but manual labor. Yeah, I saw the the uh, your your home. It looks like- unmistakably eerie. How much uh, these accounts line up for the Reed brothers? Um, even more spooky, the Reed brothers, Matt and Thomas, uh, who were found in the Netflix episode of. Uh, by the way, uh, there is a Netflix episode about I'm, this. I'm just now learning this. Yes, it's probably more informational. <laughs> it's probably an over dramatic. I mean, it's on from Unsolved Mysteries. I did try to watch it last night. Oh, it's a documentary. Yeah. Oh, okay. I tried to watch it last night. I fell asleep. Okay. But I learned some things. All right. It happened in Berkshire. It did. That's all yeah, I know. That's that's that. The name suggests that. As far as I got. Oh, (laughs) we have so much Much more time. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm filling. Cut. Anyway, (laughs) stop doing that. (laughs) So uh, they say, as they say, they have have encountered four times. The brothers have encountered four times aliens. Aliens four times. That's a lot of aliens. That's a lot of aliens. Um, And they don't use the term abductions. Um, what do they use? They have actually gone on record as saying they don't really like that term. Uh, three of those encounters were in the 1960s with their grandmother and mother. And they say that the fourth one was in 2009 when Matt was in Indiana. Whoa. Whoa. Indiana. If Massachusetts wasn't bad enough, because nobody knows where that is. Indiana, though, we know where that is. Except for those people who, who live are in Massachusetts, yeah, wherever that is, we like you. You're on the map. Congratulations. You're heard. This is a safe place. <laughs> Nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> is anybody out there? Oh yeah, I don't know that reference. I don't. I just screamed it. Okay, cool. Anyway, opens new tab. Widely thought to be the face of the sighting, uh, Indiana and uh, has restart cut. So the brothers, Thomas specifically, was widely thought to be the face of this sighting and has written about it. Uh, he has said, end quote, being taken aboard and tarnished, circular looking vessel where an image of a willow tree was displayed. He was nine at the time. Wow. Sounds like a doctor's office. That's very descriptive for a nine-year-old. Do you want a lollipop? Oh, no. So the Berkshire UFO sighting is actually now recognized as historical event. This is verified historical event. So wait, so... The local government has been like, yes, this happened. Well, there's some 
controversy with that. So they oh, kind of tried no. to redact it after the monument was built because somebody signed the approval for the monument to be put up. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't want that to happen. So they redacted it and scratched it off. Is it still there? Yes. <laughs> because it's been now protected by the Historical Society. Oh, no. <laughs> In 2015, the Great Barrington Historical Society recognized... Great transition for me. Thank you. <laughs> the, it's almost like I meant to do that. In 2015, the Great Barrington Historical Society recognized the 1969 supernatural encounter as an official historical event. According to, from our perspective, it's significantly a historical event, according to Debbie Opperman, uh, the society's director. She is said to, she has also been said, quote, she said, Basically, because it's an event that was important to so many people in the South County at the time. Interesting. It's, it, it seems like. <laughs> it seems like it would just be important to, you know, these two children. Well, the family at the very least. And maybe the immediate family. The whole county. Well, that's, that's because this was a mass sighting. Oh, Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it happened to these people. Okay. They're the ones that said, yeah, we were taken aboard or whatever. And everybody else was like, you know, I saw them lights and shit. So, like, these two kids get not abducted because that's not the word they want to use, whatever word they want to use. Right. They got that. <laughs> and and the whole town saw it happen and was like, that's fucking suspicious. I thought you were going to say rape. <laughs> the willow tree. It's the a, willow it's tree. It's a euphemism. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Terrible news. Oh, man. We're so not getting sponsored now. <laughs> God damn. Hey, thanks for sticking around for the uh, transistor ad there at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, that's where we're putting it so you can at least see it before we get <laughs> shut down. <laughs> Anyway, so the more a memorial to the event was uh, was even erected by private supporters. Memorial to the event was even erected by private supporters, but proved controversial as it was graffitied and later removed. It features a plaque that read, "The official induction of our nation's first off-world UFO incident." It's a pretty bold claim, first of all. Did you say the nation? Yep. When did this happen? 1969. I don't think so. I know. I don't. I said I, it's a very bold claim. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know about that. It's a very bold claim. If UFOs have been, but official, officially uh, government. Okay, yeah, because yeah. everything else was, yeah. it was weather balloons. Right. Right. <laughs> right. With airplane parts and a weather balloon. Although this isn't the first time the supernatural has actually had contact mm-hmm. with the American people. Mm-hmm. We know that. Some of us have trouble remembering what we were doing a week ago or even last night. But Tom Warner of Great Barrington, Massachusetts, can say exactly where he was on the evening of September 1st, 1969 day that it will live in I was lying right where they were standing what is this thing that you're doing with your lips <laughs> Massachusetts I don't know Boston 15 minutes I don't know how to do Boston fuck I'm just letting you know I don't I, oh, I'll see five cuts and see my was okay so I was plus five minutes I was lying right where they were stand right where standing there I was laying Right where we're standing, right here, mm-hmm. in his documentary, he says. Warner said recently, standing in the yard with a stunning view of the Berkshires, I was lying on the ground like this, and there was a beam on me! As Warner tells it, that beam was emanating from an object that resembled nothing like he'd ever seen before. 20 feet or more in height! 
Probably about 30 to 40 feet around. So this isn't even just the Reed brothers now. Yeah. No, this is a whole other guy. This is a whole other guy. This is a whole other, whole other guy. Oh, Jesus. Like I said, Mass. Massachusetts. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dumb joke. It, it was terrible. It was good. Though. It was right up your alley. Yeah. I liked it. And it had, as I'm looking now, I can see it. It had lights, I tell you. Warner recalled, the lights were colors. More colors than I'd never seen in my life. And some colors I've never seen before. Now to skeptics, Devin. Hello. <laughs> this tale of close encounter half a century ago might sound implausible. Yes. But Warner isn't the only one convinced he witnessed something remarkable. Okay. And huh? Back in 1969, there were listeners that called the radio station that evening. What'd they say? Well, David Izzy, the general manager of Great Barrington-based WSBS. What's that? A radio station. Oh. I guess West something Barrington Berkshire. Berkshire bullshit i don't know station yes got it wsbs <laughs> they didn't know it was a ufo at the time they just called the station and said something bizarre is happening so we talked about it on air just last week and one of our listeners jane brown who is now 84 she called into the radio station and told us that she was the first one of the first people who had reported it so that's a third person. Third person. Well, four. Yeah. Yeah. Because both the Reed brothers. And his grandmother and his mother. Because <laughs> the whole family was taken up in that one. Four apparently. of those. And then there was uh -huh. the other guy, Thomas Warner. Warner, yeah. And then there's now this other person. Yes, Jane. Something. So we got six people. Wow. and she, But she just saw it, though. Yes. She didn't get abducted. Right. The other guy didn't get abducted, but he got beamed. He got beamed on. Yeah, but they didn't actually suck him up. I guess. Yeah. Or off. Wow. These distant memories are back it's in... very rude. <laughs> these distant memories are back... I know, right? Yeah. If you're going to beat yeah. me, yeah, come you on. might as well suck me. Yeah. <laughs> these distant memories are back in the news thanks to a monument near a covered bridge in the neighboring town of Sheffield, where a man named Tom Reed, who we've already discussed, this is the main guy here, uh, says he and his family had their own close encounter that evening. This light, it rose up maybe two, three stories, and it went actually farther away from our vehicle over what's now a large cornfield. Why is it always a cornfield? Well, so they were in their vehicle. Oh. In what I assume would be a road. And then a cornfield next to it. Okay. So I guess the ship was over the cornfield and then it was beaming at them. At the road. Right. Okay. Got it. The monument, monument in question didn't arrive until much later in 2015 after Great Barrington Historical Society took the unusual step of calling Reed's account historically significant and true. Ta-da. That is a government body. Uh-huh. But now it is future. It, but now its future is in jeopardy. The town of Sheffield has said recently the monument might actually be on public property, but... Uh, which could lead to its removal. The citation from Governor Charlie Baker praising Reed's family that adorns the monument's face has lost some luster. As well as recently, a spokesman for the ba uh, for Baker told the Boston Globe it was issued in error. The Great Barrington Historical Society seems to have some buyer's remorse as well to the monument. Somebody was quoted in saying, I think the Historical Society regrets that our words and our decision has been taken out of context, said Robert out of Out of context? That they sounds like they're backpedaling. They were, they were like, they were like, yeah, dude, this, this statue, it's going to be super sick. We should definitely use taxpayer money for this sick-ass statue. Uh -huh. Then they got it, and a few decades later, they were like, you know what? I'm done playing with this any now. I'm, let's get rid of it. Now, Kroll hastily adds, not that the events of that night weren't significant, uh. but Kroll, who wasn't even there when the Historical Society first weighed in, 
believes that, in retrospect, it was a mistake to focus so much attention on one man instead of everyone else who witnessed something inexplainable that night. So really, it's just more like the, they're like, fuck you, Tom. <laughs> Why doesn't everybody get their name Well, on not that? only that, but it's this new guy. It's this new guy. He wasn't even there. He's this when big this hot shot comes made. in, yeah. and he's like, you know what? Would government. Look, he's you, government. You know what would look cooler than one guy? What if we got the whole motherfucking city as a statue? Huh. Yeah. So coming into children coming into school, talking about the event, Kroll said, an old student of mine, one is a local shop owner whose father was the police chief in the town. So these are reliable people and these are not self promoters. And it seems like a job at Tom Reed. Because mm-hmm. he's written a book and done all this stuff and got a lot of money. I wonder if, I wonder if Reed us. fucked his girlfriend. Sister? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Why? He's got this some personal vendetta against this guy specifically. And he's just like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Something let's, like that. Let's take the whole goddamn <laughs> statue out of here. Now, who's it hurting? I don't know. But Reed, Reed detailed his story in multiple media venues and has gone further on many of his forums, uh, further than many of his former neighbors who also encountered this. So, I mean, he really capitalized mm-hmm. on the whole thing. And that's why I think Kroll's like, no, 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 no. Everybody should get a shot. So in 2015, Reed told the UFO hub that he'd seen a creature resembling an ant with some human features. That's fucking terrifying. So it's, oh no. Good damn it, insectoids. That's the ones I don't want to that's, fuck with. That's most likely the ones we're gonna have to fuck with. That's the like out of all the types of aliens that I could deal with, like ever. It's those. Let's see. Okay, I think the fact that people when people say those, I think that's actually what they saw. It's when everybody claims that they see grays and everything else like that. Even the ethereal whites. Or the tall whites. I, I I feel like those races are a lot less prominent, and I feel like people use those because their minds are like, eh, that's more human, that seems more believable, blah 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 blah. But nobody talks about insectoids. But when you do hear about that shit, that's terrifying. Yeah. And probably what happened. They just wanted to eat them. Yeah, I'm I'm not about. Can you imagine a nine foot tall ant? No. That's horrifying. It would be terrifying. It could lift the Empire State Building. It could. It could. It's terrifying. Yeah, that show is crazy. Wait, what? (laughs) You know the one where they're like uh, most extreme animals on Animal Planet? Remember that one? Uh, They they take it like an ant and show what it would do if it was the size of a human. And just raise all of its stats up. It's such a good show. Raise its stats. (laughs) Raise its stats to human level, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not about that at all. Yeah. That's terrifying. First off, fuck an ant. All right, uh-huh. straight up. <laughs> fuck an ant. Fuck a nine-foot-tall ant specifically. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. If you're out there listening, fuck you. That's going to be a very hard exoskeleton to get through. I don't think your words are going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect you to go that route. I'm glad you did, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, I see. I missed an opportunity there. Anyway, um, he said that the head, it had a head that looked almost like a football shape. Um, he also had reported additional encounters with other UFOs. In comparison, Tom Warner has kept a relatively low profile, but like Reed, he was convinced that the Sheffield Monument uh, commemorates something significant and that forgetting that evening would be a mistaken entirely. But when you see something, it's like, I see you. I see that rock. I see that building, Warner said. I saw that UFO. Sings believing. Mm-hmm. Now, just as a... I'll post a picture of it there, but there's a picture of the Berkshire UFO. Monument. Oh, that's the monument? The monument. Yeah. Oh, it's not even a dude. It, it's the plaque that everybody's pissed off about. What the fuck? Really? This is the thing that's upsetting people. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, I can go out and get a plaque made and just attach it to a fucking rock. I mean, that's what it is. I'm not opposed to doing that either. So, 
It's going to say, go listen to Wolf Takes a Bite. Yeah. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> put it everywhere. We're going to put it in parks. Yeah. On benches. They're going to get removed for sure, but... Public property. People will see it. Gotta check that out. <laughs> so here's um, another reading of the account on the evening of September 1st, 1969. Strange lights descended on the town of Sheffield. Located in southern Berkshires, many who saw the lights said that they were attached to a UFO. According to witness accounts, the UFO in question was a disc-shaped craft that performed aerobatic maneuvers in the sky above the Berkshires, and it is unclear exactly how long the phenomenon lasted, but many witnesses alleged UFO encounters described losing track of time completely anyway. That's a lot of truth to that as well. The Berkshires is a region of the rural highlands in western Massachusetts. It encompasses large swaths of wilderness, making it a popular tourist destination for hikers and nature lovers during the summer. The Berkshires are also made up of mostly small towns, which, in the case of curious extraterrestrial beings, makes it the ideal spot to visit. However, the seemingly brief UFO encounter was apparently powerful enough to leave a lingering sense of mass confusion in its wake. School children were drawing UFOs in class, while adults called into the radio stations to explain what they had seen. There was listeners that called into the radio station that evening, and at the time, they didn't know it was a UFO. They just, you know, called to say something bizarre was happening. Many people who saw the strange light vessel that night were left bewildered. Nobody seemed to know what they saw, but they knew they saw something. The incident has since been dubbed the 1969 Berkshire UFO incident, and it was later estimated that about 40 people reported seeing this UFO. That's that's a well-documented sighting. Yes. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. It's almost like the lights over Arizona. I don't know about that one. Oh, we'll talk about it. That one's a really big one. Almost half of Arizona saw. Wow. Yeah, like Arizona's thousands big. of people saw it. That's crazy. I think it's still to date probably one of the largest mass UFO sightings. Um, <clears throat> but oh, the battle for LA, too. That was a movie. Yeah, but it was based on an actual thing. Oh, sighting, yeah. Well, that was, yeah, yeah the, the Air Force was involved in that. Yeah, Marine. they actually they shot, shot at the yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> It's the same rant that you had about like those guys at uh, uh, for the motherfucking Roswell, where it was like the guys in charge of like nuclear weapon testing was like, oh yeah, it's a fucking weather balloon. Okay, for sure, it's like that. It's like the military is like, oh, it, our bad, we were shooting at nothing anyway. So it basically just goes on to repeat that you know about forty five years later. Um, it comes down to that all the people who witnessed this were actually very verifiably trusting, trusting people. Like, you know, small town, like, you know, firemen, policemen, uh, shop owners, local people, like old people, like just not, not the one or two town crazy. There's a lot of people like 40 people is probably half this town or a quarter of the town. Even if there was some of them that was like completely like non like you couldn't you couldn't take their words into consideration. Not all forty. No. Someone that, saw something. That's that a majority. That's I mean, how many people were in Jesus fucking Christ. How many people do you think were in that motherfucker? Oh, who knows? In the city? I mean, I know it was small, but it was forty's probably not half the amount of people <clears> that was there. We could look it up. We could. Put the number of how many people lived in the town of Berkshire. During 1969. <laughs> it was that many. Holy shit. Yeah, that's that's either impressive or not. It's crazy either way. <laughs> or, well, well, I'm just impressed. <laughs> By everything. Anyway, uh, Reed saw it when he was nine, and he's, like I said, they keep mentioning him, but like I tried not to go too deep. I do have his story, and we'll read that later, though. Mm-hmm. Um, as the Reed family did recall, they were heading home from their, uh, restaurant and he was giving his, uh, brother a fireball candy, candy, fireball candy. When suddenly they noticed a mass of glowing lights peeking out from behind the lush trees on an empty road. I'd be pissed. 
I'd be pissed if I was driving down the road and I was like looking upon the horizon, coming back from like a nice dinner with family, and I'd just see lights and shit. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, here we go. Is it? I'm done. Should have had the steak. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been chewing for five more minutes and we would have missed this whole goddamn thing. So the lights continued to spill out from the trees as the family crossed over the bridge. They didn't know what to make of the site. And they said, we all looked at it because it was kind of a self-contained glow. <laughs> it rose up a little bit. It looked like it followed the dirt road, which I'm pretty sure it, it probably didn't, but it appeared that way. Um, because they could see it through the trees and the light started to bleed through once we broke into a bit of a clearing we could see inside the car because it was so bright and there was so much light flooding inside so imagine imagine you're driving home late one night with Jess and, and Amelia and and Amelia's in the back seat and uh, she's like John 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 look 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 and you've had you've had yourself a day you're just not having any of it you're just like not now Amelia just keep driving it was a fucking UFO like could you just imagine that shit I'd be mad if I didn't look yeah <laughs> she tells you later yeah it was something flying it looked like an alien an alien spacecraft and you'd be like son of a bitch why weren't we recording <laughs> yeah because if if she said flat out I think that's a UFO. You would probably break in the middle of the highway, pull out your fucking phone, and start recording. So, Reed specifically says this, too. Um, as the glow emerged, he recalled both sides of the road being lit up as well. And then he recalled being taken into a hangar. Oh, hello? A hangar-like area that was bigger than a football field. What? We encountered something, said Reed. It was definitely not of this world. We had a, a black and white television at the time, and it was the imagery that we saw on this. This thing was unbelievable. There were lights that looked like fluorescent tubing inside of the hangar. This hallway that we had seen was circular with a Y configuration, almost to control the flow of traffic. What? This one room had a bow um, had a bowed in wall that was rounded and was not something you would have seen anywhere in 1969. I have no idea where I was, but I know what I saw was very different than anything that I've seen today, even 50 years later. That's pretty crazy. Glimpses of the strange place muddied in his brain until he realized that they were back inside the car and his grandmother and mother had switched seats. More astonishingly, there were no more glowing lights. So they just put, they were like, here, put them back. We're done with them. And then they, they made one crucial mistake. <laughs> they got the seats wrong. That's how we remembered the whole Dude, thing. The, uh, the matrix broke. That's what it was. Man, that's crazy. 33 minutes. Okay. So I'm going to either do one or two things in this next portion. We're going to completely reread this Reed story again, uh -huh. like from his point of view, now that you got a little teaser of what that's like. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It is. I want to hear, I want to hear from Reed. And then we're going to go through the Unsolved Mysteries case files and see what we can dig up in there. For the last. The, the, the only portion in which you got to go. Whoa. You got to go. Wow. To Spotify or um, uh, Apple Podcasts. Apparently those are the only two anyone gives a fuck about. <laughs> and uh, go there. Thanks for watching. Like I'm and listen. subscribe. Ye yeet. <laughs> you do you believe? Welcome to the Ioli Portion! Or whatever they do in Massachusetts. <laughs> not that. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> I just don't understand Boston. I think we need to take a trip. <laughs> Today, Wolf takes a bite out of Boston. What the fuck's going on? I don't it's, get any of this. It's all a conspiracy. <laughs> it's not even real. Boston just doesn't exist. Boston doesn't exist. The accent was made up by the government to make you believe that Boston actually exists. Well, that makes sense why uh, those two actors from... Uh, Boston. The They're Canadian. 
Canada's not real. If there's any place that's not real, it's Canada. I think Canada's real. I don't believe in Michael Canada. Myers. I straight up don't believe in Canada. Mike Myers. That's all I gotta say. Who? Mike Myers. The actor or the, the actor? Killer? Oh, you know the one who uh, the spy who shagged me. Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. By the Shrek. way, have you seen his new? Uh, no. His new show. I have the Pentaveret. Who? The Pentaveret. It's on Netflix. Watch yeah. it. Also, Netflix, will you sponsor me? Um, uh, anyway, The Pentaverit. It's fantastic. It's funny. It's new. It's written and directed by Michael Myers. It was fantastic. There's five episodes. I keep saying it's fantastic because it was. Watch it. I haven't. Uh, I have so many things on my watch list right now. We're currently going through Lucifer, and we're also going through Obi-Wan. Have you watched any Obi-Wan? Not yet. I was waiting for a couple episodes to come out. I like to binge that anyway we're talking about the berkshire ufo incident and specifically uh where we left off with tom reed and his personal encounter Mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about that as well as we're going to go ahead and jump into uh the dirty dark dingy part of netflix which is governmentally uncontrolled but uh, we love you netflix please sponsor us This episode has been brought to you by the Pentaveret, new show on Netflix. Go see it now, directed and written by Mike Myers. It hasn't. It hasn't. It could be. It absolutely could be. Absolutely could be. Can you imagine, Devin, if we had our own Netflix series? <sighs> what would that look like? I don't think I'd want to star in it. Why not? I don't think I'd. I don't. I want to transition as much as possible to behind the camera. I'm, I know, but. I'm way more interested but, in that side. But of you could get paid to produce and act in it. That's double checks, bro. Yeah, they better be giving me two checks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way it would work. It'd be a really good salary, you know, just two hundred K a year. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want for two hundred K. I don't give a fuck. I'll dance. I don't give a shit. Devin said, I'll learn ballet. Listen, I'm playing ball for 200K. All yeah. right. I'll, whatever you tell me to do. I will undercut. And I'll, Netflix, if you want me, I will, I'll do for 100K. Dude, I'll do just about goddamn anything for $100,000 a year outside of gay porn. Facts. You got to pay me a lot more to do gay porn. Oh, so there is a number. Everyone's got a number, John. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. You're lying. If someone came through that door right now and said, here's a briefcase, it's full of a billion dollars, all you got to do is take a dick in the ass once. Negative. You're lying. Negative. You're lying. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'd take a dick in the ass for a billion dollars. you kidding me? I mean, if it is a Bezos, yeah, I'll do it for That's a Bezos. That's a Bezos billion, bro. Yeah, I'll do it for That's Bezos. That's a B. Billion. Non-taxed. Yeah. Has to be non-taxed. I would think about it. I'd have to see the money. Because <laughs> how much of that am I still taking home? Like 750 mil? Taxed? Come on. That's, dude, that's life-changing. A million dollars. $20,000 is life-changing. I would take a No, $20,000. Are you kidding me? No. I don't have to spend 20000 If I just got that, I could put that into funds that would make me more money. That's not money that I would need to spend right now. Well, then go out here and get hit by a bus. No. My health is worth more to me than twenty grand. Go, do you have the money? Because we'll do anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you, if you want to watch us do shit, we'll gladly do it. You got to pay us for it, though. Mm. John and Tevin together. Bro. Bezos. Listen. Porn. I No. <laughs> Be, for a Bezos billion. Bezos is going to be in it. Uh, do I got to fuck him? Or is he fucking me? I, I don't know about you. that. I don't With know the money. <laughs> you know what? I'm leaving this in. Anyway. Oh, oh God. Oh, I redacted. <laughs> Amazing to me. So this Berkshire <laughs> UFO incident, you know. Anyway, so these glimpses of these strange places have been muddied in this Tom guy's mind, you know. Thomas Reed. Everything got really calm after uh, he saw these lights and they got back in the car. His grandmother and mother switched places. Everything's really sus. I guess the aliens don't really care if you realize that the everything's broken. But he remembered all of this. So it's not like they were trying to hide his memory so I guess they just like fucking put everybody in the seat. This one looks like I they feel can drive. Like the, if they could do all the things that they did, they could probably would have could have erased this memory. I wonder why they wouldn't. Well, I feel like that's a gray special ability anyway. Oh right, these are insectoids. Supposedly. Supposedly. Football heads. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold's. 
damn it, at the same time. Damn, that's crazy. It was like being in the middle of a hurricane, he said. There was like a barometric pressure change, and uh, it was... Thomas Reed said this? Yes. Weird. It was just like a dead silence, and then there was an eruption of crickets and frogs, and it got really loud, and that was it. Uh, Reed said, adding that it was all quite confusing. Reed had been the most vocal witness of the 1969 Berkshire UFO case, and he helped convince other witnesses to pull their money together to erect a 5,000-pound concrete monument. What? That's He's- not the one we saw. That is the one we saw. That one was weighs 5,000 pounds? Oh, it's granite. Look at that. Oh, my God. Solid granite. God. Uh, which was built by the covered Sheffield Bridge. So he's the one who started all this. He convinced everybody that saw that shit to build a monument. This is interesting. That is a very t- big turn of events. And, he, and then he turned around and made books and made mm, money off this. Yes. Mm, ha, Sketchy at best. Mm. Sketchy at best. Benching and lighting decorations were also placed around the monument after it was erected. Later, Reed formed a non-profit UFO Monument Park Incorporated to maintain the plot of land where the monument stood. It's smaller than the amount of land that me and you own in Scotland. It's just (laughs) one square foot. It's like three yards. Yep. Although the town of Sheffield seemed to embrace the UFO incident at first, the novelty of the story had worn off among some of the residents in recent years. Disagreements between those who believe in the UFO monument marked a significant event in the town's history, and those who saw the monument as just an eyesore began to boil over. In, in, an, in 2019. This is already recent, by the way. An eyesore. It's a, it's a rock. It's a fucking rock. It's an eyesore. Rock. We can't drive across the bridge oh no more. Nobody wants to come to a town no more. We ain't like those people in New Mexico. Oh, my God. What a fucking... That's insane. Still not trying to do a Boston accent. You're welcome, Massachusetts. After about... In 2019, four years after it was erected... The town removed the UFO monument and the town's attorney ass- the town's attorney's assessment that the monument had been erected on town property quickly paved the way for a lawful removal. So it's gone. It's gone. Wow. According to Reed, there were no issues with the town officials during the plans to build the monument. The officials painted a different story, however. It's kind of an on-town property and uh no one decided it could go there, said town administrator Rhonda Lambard. I hate that name. Fucking Rhonda. Unless you work at a diner, don't talk to me, Rhonda. Yeah, Rhonda specifically. Yeah. Except for you, Rhonda, listening now. You're fine. The Rhonda works in, that works in a diner and is your waitress. Yes, that's a cool Rhonda. But town administrator Rhonda no, is a Karen. A, she's a she's a Karen. Ronda. She's That's, a Karen Rhonda. Get her out of here. She's a Karonda. Get her. <laughs> Corona? Corona? <gasps> Links have been made. Oh no. The town has <laughs> the town has bylaws. If we let one place put something up, then why can't someone else? I don't want that to happen. Said Karonda. <laughs> <laughs> So that was uh that was from the perspective of the Reed family. Well, from Thomas Reed. Also, uh, it seems to me like this guy's just got a big old hard on for himself. Kind of, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, I guess um, there's another person named Debbie Opperman who is the 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 historical society's secret, not secret director. Society director, Jesus fucking director, right, secret society director. Oh shit! She's, she's fucking. She's playing puppets with all the thirty people who live in the town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a prestigious title. So her opinion of the is like this. Uh, from our perspective, it is a significantly historic event, basically because it's an event that was important to many people in the South County at the time. We encountered something. It was definitely not of this world. And then she goes into talking basically about uh, Reed's story. But here's the thing. A replica was made. Now, this the, is interesting. This is new the, information. The thing? This is new information. Of the thing? Yeah. The monument? No. Oh. A replica of the craft. 
the real oh, Saul in Sheffields is on display at the UFO Museum in Roswell. We have to go here. Dude, I, we're, we're going. We called. You know, I did try to reach out to the director you like last that. summer. You told me about they that. Still have not got back to me. We're going. We're going one day. I'm we have to go you. to Roswell. I'm telling you. I like doing this show too much to not keep it evolving. Like, we started as a Charmander. Oh, my God. <laughs> now we're like a Charmeleon. I'm about to stick an Eggsy up your ass and just I let wanna you be, fucking go with it. I want to be a Charizard one day. Don't make me whip you with my Onyx. Maybe even. <laughs> <laughs> See, man, you know all of them. I know! Let's go. You can go So, apparently, yeah. It's so fucking Pokemon cards, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking God. This is more important, Devin. It is more important. This is more important. The thing is... Not more important than your friend. Though. I want to see a replica of this craft, first of all. It's only available in the UFO Museum in Roswell, New Mexico. They um, only made one fucking shocking. There's also... Must have been 20 or 30 sketches that were drawn by children in the fourth grade class. Did they all match? They hung underneath our the class's board in Sheffield Center School for quite a while. More than one of those hung... In Roswell, or is hanging in the Roswell Museum today as well. People don't realize the significance of this, as to which they all look alike. Wow, that's what I was hoping for. Woo, that's what we've been waiting for. That's what it's all about. And the kids and everyone saying is, uh, and so it wasn't just us who's seen it. The Reed said. You know what's crazy? Imagine being the teacher. Maybe the teacher didn't see it, and like all forty kids, like hand you like the same UFO picture, and she's just like, "This glue, this group of people." What would be fun. crazy is if they were like, "Cause this is fourth grade class." What if they were like really good? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like savant level art, like yeah. very detailed. All forty fucking, of them. All forty. <laughs> No, 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 all the kids ones. How many of them were 20, 30 sketches? 20 or 30 of these kids' yeah. sketches are just, like, fucking spot on. This, Not stick figures, this. but <laughs> very identifiable <laughs> markings and, and shadowing. This, this one group of fourth graders was incredibly well-funded. They weren't drawing with crowns. They had sketch pencils. Yes. They had fucking they had canvas. Rulers. They were Man, they broke they broke out the, the compass to get the exact angles on everything. Everything. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm just saying. That's not what happened, but that we don't would know. be crazy. We well, have we to go don't. to the museum to find out. We got fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Reed actually wants to replicate that exhibit uh, of the. Of, he wants to replicate that exhibit for the Great Barrington Historical Society. He wants to replicate the exhibit in Roswell. So, okay. But over in Massachusetts. On that side of the Mississippi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even think it's the side of the Mississippi at this point. Yeah, you're right. It's way farther <laughs> than the Mississippi. Anywho, uh, Opperman says she is went, uh, waiting for more information from Reed before considering pro programming around the 1969 event. Uh, the case has been featured in a number of television shows, and Reed says there is more to come. In 1992, the family's attorney bought... I'm um, sorry, brought the event to the United Nations <laughs> where it was discussed as the agency pondered the creation of a unit to study UFOs. Interesting. That's huge. Especially since we found out there absolutely was such a unit. That's yes. That's been declassified recently. Yes. So the Reed family made that proposition to the UN. Unless it was already like something that was existing. And um, then the government. Man, we'll consider it. Guys. We already did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, yeah, I don't know about that. We we don't we don't want to allocate taxpaying dollars to that secretly. Like five hundred people are working on already project. seven billion in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, I lost the spike. Wow, isn't that crazy that a fucking airliner hit the Pentagon and just happened to burn down all of our financials? Wow. Oh shit! Holy shit! Are you saying that nine eleven is a conspiracy, Devin? <laughs> Sir, I'm... anyway, about this next UFO. episode. <laughs> So, interestingly enough, Reed says uh, his father, who was planning a book, uh, planning on writing a book on the family's experiences, died under questionable circumstances. Fourteen years to the day that they propositioned the UN. Mm. Although it was tough to think about, there were nightmares and days where my brother and I had 
to sleep in the living room on the sofa and love seat. We didn't want to go to our room. We wanted to stay downstairs, and our parents would stay down there with us because, well, we were pretty shook up about the whole thing. Reed said, I was scared, nervous, and upset about what took place and couldn't make sense of it, but now it's historic. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty wild, man. How are we yeah. looking? Looking good. All right. We have the uh, story told by Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, this is the Netflix thing. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Basically, it's the same information with a few differences. <clears throat> this perspective would be taken from Jane. It was so large that Jane could not see the end of it right from, from right to left. She could not tell what color it was, but she recalled it was tall and immense. She did not see any windows on it and did not hear any noise from it. Within a few seconds, the object lifted up and went to the left, lifted up again, and then went over the mountains. At around the same time, Tom was at his neighbor, or Tom was at his neighbor Jane Shaw's house, coloring. So this happened again. This is a separate event. Separate event. Oh, okay. I think. It's the way it's writing it. Is. I got this from Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Uh, Tom and his neighbor, uh, Tom was at his neighbor's house, John Jane Shaw's house, coloring as it got dark out. He went over and looked out the window. And, uh, oh, yeah, this is a different Tom. There's a lot of Toms in this town. Uh, he heard a voice say, You need to go home now. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. Fearful, he immediately ran out of the house and across the front yard. Jane came outside and watched him run in place for about five minutes. What? Thought he was running home. He was running in place for five minutes. Does it say anything about like a light? When he realized he was not moving, he knew something was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But how do you run in place for five minutes? I'm just saying. How do you not notice that? That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's. He what? then turned to his left and saw a UFO drop out of the sky. A beam from the craft came onto him, and as the light shone on him, his hands jerked back behind him as if he was in handcuffs. Jane saw the light around him and then realized that he just disappeared. Wow. That same night, Melanie and her family went to the local Dairy Queen to get ice cream. They then went on to Lake Mansfield, which was two miles from Tom and Jane Shaw's homes. As her father backed into a parking lot, a brilliant, bright aurora came around their car. Everyone in the car began to panic, and her father decided to chase the light. Despite Melanie begging him not to, she and her sister began to shake in fear, and her sister did not remember anything after that. However, she remembered levitating and then being on a ship. <laughs> she then remembered being laid out while in it on a table. Tom remembered seeing Melanie to the right of him on the ship. And that they got They've never met before. Yeah, they got abducted separately. Yeah, so they never met before, but they remember they they recognize each other after the event. That's that's now that's, that's something. That's something, that's right? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Multiple rapings. Oh my god! <laughs> he recalled seeing total fear fear on her face. However, she did not remember seeing him. What? She recalled being in a room with several other children. Suddenly, on uh, the other children began to disappear one by one. After that, she woke up by the lake by herself. So it's not that she just didn't recognize him, but she knew she was in a room so with he other could kids. He could see her. Yeah. She couldn't see him. Well, she just, or she just didn't remember what he looked right, like. Right, right. Okay, she knew so there was yeah. other yeah, kids. Yes. Yeah. That's what she said. That's pretty wild. But then she woke up by the lake by herself and had to walk home. Man, so her dad, her mom, the car, her sister, gone. She woke up Wait, by the not, lake. So they never came back? No. 
Her dad chased the light. Her How sister old was disappeared. She? Um, I'm guessing she was about the same age as uh, as he was. So he, so she just goes into what? Child protective services? No, nine to ten. She no, she went home. According to it, she went home. Oh, her family was transported back home or somewhere else. Yeah, her dad oh. chased the light. I guess in the car. Her sister and her were begging him not to. That's what she said. Then, next thing she knows, she's on a ship. Her sister doesn't remember anything. She remembers being in a room with other children who kept disappearing. So I yeah. guess that was when they were returning them. Gotcha. And then uh, that was it for her perspective. She woke up by the lake and had to walk home. But who did she walk home to? Her house. But who was home? I guess her family. Or somebody. It doesn't really say. Tom remembered at the same time being laid on his back and at the other end of the Shaw family's property. The beam was still surrounding him. His brother was behind him and yelled for him to run. However, he told him that he could not run because the beam was holding him down. The voice came back to him and said, I'll be done in a minute. Within a minute, the light beam went off and he was able to get up. He turned around and watched the light disappear. Jane Shaw remembered or recalled that seven minutes had passed between the time that he was picked up and returned. That's not Does a lot of time. Does that include the five minutes he was running in place? Uh, guess not. Picked up and returned, she said. But even still. Seven minutes. That's... The whole process took seven minutes. What were they doing in seven minutes? Laid him on the table, put him in a room with other kids, and then transport him back? I don't know. Yeah, but what was the... I don't know. I think they bended space-time and had him for hours, personally. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree completely. Or whatever they were doing was so efficient and so fast. That's insane. It is insane. But they're also space travelers. I mean, that's true, too. Seven minutes had passed between the time he was picked up and returned. Melanie and Tom did not know each other beforehand, like I said, but when they met for the first time, she felt an immediate connection to him. And he recognized her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so she just must not have got a good look at him. Right. Earlier that afternoon, Tom Reed was riding in a horse show after being almost injured in a riding accident. Nancy decided that they were done for the day. Uh, they went to close their diner, Village, the Village Green, and they left the one around that, 8 the 30 one that p.m. Deborah works at. Uh huh. <laughs> and uh, so that then it goes in. So that's Tom Sheffield's story, or the sorry, not Tom Sheffield, Tom Reed's story. Tom Reed. So this is oh interesting that all this there's happened a lot. within that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of a stuff. A lot going of on. accounts going on here. Uh, the location was six miles uh, south of Great Barrington in this car with Nancy and Tom were her mother and his younger brother, Matthew. Uh, when his mother turned around to speak to the children, she noticed that a bright light rising from the banks of a Hestonic River as they exited the bridge. So they were leaving that bridge where the monument stood, right? Just make sure we're the same place. That's that's I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean it doesn't. That's, that's what I'm assuming too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm just saying. This is very. Uh, I, you know, I've I've mentioned this on a couple other like things that we've talked about before. I really really like, and I'm always intrigued when a lot of people who had See the separate, same incident, separate, 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 and stories. they're all saying yeah. the same thing. Roughly, I came into this like not knowing anything about the this incident. Um. And then as we kind of got into it, I was like, okay, Thomas Reed's a fucking liar. That's immediately where I started. Hearing the other stories and it's people crazy. recognizing each other, I'm this starting to believe more, right? Yeah. So Tom saw, uh, saw it fire rods of light out of the ship um, as they were exiting the bridge. Matthew looked to the right and saw a second orange sphere. As they slowly drove along, they noticed that everything became quiet. They felt pressure change as if they were underwater. And the white sphere disappeared. Then Nancy noticed a disc-shaped object hovering in the sky. It looked similar to a turtle shell. Um, Thom said that it looked about 100 yards long. Then suddenly, the inside of the car lit up, and it appeared as if it was daylight. After being silent for several minutes, the outside noises returned, and it was the last thing they, they could remember from the car. 
Three hours later, the Reeds found themselves back in the car, and to them, it had felt only like 15 minutes had passed from the beginning of their experience. They had fragmented memory and loss of time. The car was now off, and Nancy and her mother, Marion, were now in opposite seats. So this is more detailed to his story. Well, and that goes back to what you were saying. So it it sounds like, yes, they're messing with space-time, not just being incredibly efficient, because if they felt like they were only gone for 15 minutes, right? and the other lady thought that he had only been gone for seven, seven minutes, minutes, but then these but other people were three hours yeah. later on their clock. Yeah, that's not efficiency. That's, that's, that's time fucking travel. with space. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Which you can do in a gravity... Yeah, uh, theoretically. Field. Yeah, yeah, theoretical gravity field. Yeah, we've already talked about yeah, that. Exactly. It's exactly. possible, for sure. Which is very common in these space-time continuum UFO incidents, is they have yeah. space-time travel. That's that's what it is. It almost is. makes you wonder if, like... Is it space travel or is it time travel? Yeah, you. Act, it, it almost seems like in order... I mean, if obviously, if all these stories are to be believed, it sounds like in order to have significant space travel, you need to be able to manipulate space-time. Oh, yeah. Because There's the only way you can efficiently get anywhere because yeah. of the vast distances of space. Yeah, I mean, you'd be dead. But even if you were traveling at the speed of light, you'd be you'd be dead by the time you got anywhere significantly far. Universally speaking, like as far as the cosmos goes, lo- speed of light is slow. It's the fastest thing we have that we know of. Well, obviously, but it's it's theoretically just slow. Like if you hear something is several thousand light years away, that's still seven. Th- thousand years traveling at the speed, at of, the light. speed of light yeah so you you would be generations down the line yeah even if you were going, going at light speed it would take seven thousand years so you the pilot would be dead yeah so the only way to get there would be to manipulate space time right because you would need to be able to get there almost instantly or you know even if even if it took like a year or two but it can't take manip- seven thousand no. years Traveling at the speed of light, which is still slow. Like I said, so the wormholes and all that space-time travel, that's yeah. the only way anything from the farthest reaches of the other galaxies and drop to galaxies, which, by the way, is supposedly an insectoid galaxy, um, could get which anywhere one? near us. Where? Andromeda, our closest uh, neighbor. no. Our closest neighbor. I'm which actually, did you know that the Milky Way galaxy is uh, on a collision course with Andromeda? Yeah. And within a couple billion years, they will both collide and suck each other into a supermassive black hole? Yes. Luckily. We won't be here. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a dispatch uh, call that has been released of a Sheffield police officer who was dispatched to look for the UFO after being flooded with reports. So they actually sent cops out to go look for this thing. Um, he believes it was reported because people thought it was a joke. In fact, he talked to a local editor who said that he heard about the sightings, but thought they were fake, and so he didn't put anything about them into the paper. But the cops still had to go look anyway. And he did he end up seeing anything? I, I don't think so. It doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Jane Green, she was contacted by uh, Netflix about the sightings at the same time as the Reed family. However, she neither she or them had mentioned it to anybody else until then. As coincidentally, uh, this all happened around the same time as the Apollo mission, uh, Apollo 11 mission had just left goodwill message on the moon. Uh, it was manufactured by Sparg Electric a half hour from Reed's diner. Uh, the Reed diner played a significant role in the incident getting inducted into his, as historical truth. As their judgment-free diner had been shown to alter the natural progression of the community, the state documents and polygraph results can see or can be seen from all interviews about this at www.ufopark.org. That's interesting. That's wild. So there's polygraph readouts on this? We got to look into that. I don't even know how to read a polygraph, though. I don't I'm sure there's marks. It's, it's probably already marked by whoever the technician is that does it, right? So, yeah. I mean, that's that's severely interesting to me. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Okay, okay. Whole thing. It all relies on Reed. I mean, there is documented cases of UFO sightings where families, specific families, have consistent generational repeat UFO abductions yeah. or sightings or encounters. Well, it's like, um, like when we tag a shark. 
Right. Well, similar, yeah, similar like that. Like uh, there's uh, they're coming back years later to check it out. There's many cases, especially in small farming towns, where they've yeah. done that. Because um, I remember seeing stuff years ago where it was like this one family, and they had uh, the it was like 60, 70 years ago. The daughter was uh, abducted. Right, she got older. They came back uh, several times throughout her developmental stages. To, I guess trying to figure out how uh, humans grow yeah. or whatever, and then. Um, then they stopped messing with her, and then they went after her kids, and then her kids, and then her kids. Well, we do we do that with animals all the time. Humans do that with animals all the time. So scientifically speaking, that wouldn't be that surprising. No, but it does it make, and I mean, it also kind of goes into like why they stopped fucking with the cows all of a sudden. Like that just kind of stopped, right? Yeah, like you don't early. hear about you don't. That was early on yeah. in these cases, and you don't hear about it anymore. So it, it's like you know they they've really figured out we were probably they probably thought cows were interesting. Well, or at the very least, the smartest thing on the planet. Yeah, (laughs) The dominant species. Oh, that's interesting. The whole story is crazy. And like I said earlier, I mean, I went into this thinking bullshit, but... uh, I think it's true. It's got to be. It's historically documented, Devin. It is historically documented. You can't argue with historically documented events. Yeah, it it is now a historical fact. Fucking happened just like Jesus Christ. Anyway, so... um, Except with insects. Uh, we can probably, but I mean, as always, like there's there's more to be learned. Yes. But as always, we're not covering literally every inch of this thing because if you guys want to hear more, as always, check us out anywhere. Podcasts can be found: Spotify, iHeartRadio, which fuck them, uh, and Apple Podcasts because that's where everybody listens. Apparently, you can't say. <laughs> You can also check us out on YouTube with Wolf Takes a Bite uh, Pod. Wolf Takes a Bite Pod on YouTube. Uh huh. And anywhere else in social media. Yeah. Yeah. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter's uh, Wolf Takes a Bite Pod. One. We'll, it's Wolf Takes a Bite One. Yeah. Uh, and TikTok also. TikTok. He's got TikTok now. I do. I don't personally post anything on there, but yeah, I he's think got my, a TikTok. I think now, my so media no. group the, is doing that. The, for t- me. the team's on it. The don't team worry is on about it. it. <laughs> There will be stuff sometime soon. Uh, there's also merch, you know. GreenManMediaCo.com. I'm just saying, it's pretty sick merch. I own quite a few pieces myself. Same. I know John likes some. I have them. a I have a very expensive shopping cart list <laughs> for my own stuff, with really cool new stuff to be coming out soon. Maybe some kicks. I don't know. Whoa. Oh, some shoes would be cool. Like, subscribe, comment, give us five stars. Give us as many stars as you got. Give us anything. Yeah. Or a, a word of kindness, a word of criticism, anything would really do at this point. Uh, thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. And remember, question everything. See you on the next one.